0: just to get us started kind of coming out of the praise time uh, I want to read a hymn to you Uh, if you from sin and I won't sing it uh, you guys can relax Uh, if you from sin are longing to be free look to the Lamb of God he to redeem you Dead on Calvary, uh, look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God, look to the Lamb of God, for he alone is able to save you. Look to the Lamb of God. When Satan tempts and doubts and fears assail, look to the Lamb of God. You in his strength shall all prevail. Look to the Lamb of God. Are you weak and weary? Does the way seem long? Look to the Lamb of God. His love will cheer and fill your heart with song. Look to the Lamb of God. Fear not when shadows on your pathway fall. Look to the Lamb of God. In joy or sorrow, Christ is all in all. Look to the Lamb of God. Look to the Lamb of God, look to the Lamb of God, for he alone is able to save you. Look to the Lamb of God. Uh, Just so, coming out of our our praise time, just so many things in life crop up, and they can be overwhelming. Uh, But in Christ, as we look to him, they fade and his joy and his peace uh, come. Um, Let's pray, and we can uh, get started. Lord, I just uh, pray that uh, you would show yourself to us today, that we would uh, see you anew. Uh, Lord, I pray that Uh, Just if someone here today doesn't know you, that your life would come. A life that is bought through Christ. Lord, I, I just thank you that you are a strong tower, a mighty refuge for us. And we can come to you and know that we are safe. I just praise you for who you are. Thank you in your son's name. Amen. We're going to be in a very familiar story today. Uh, we're going to be in uh, the Book of John, uh, chapter three. Uh, in the in the book, uh, the page number is one thousand and forty-seven. It's a very uh, familiar story, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about it today. I'm going to just spend a little time uh, reading it uh, before we uh, get started. After dark, uh, one evening, a Jewish leader uh, named Nicodemus, a Pharisee, came to speak with Jesus uh, teacher, he said, uh, we all know that God has sent uh, you to teach us. Uh, from the miraculous signs, are proof enough that you uh, that God is with you. Uh, Jesus replied, "I assure you, unless you are born again, you will never see the kingdom of God." What do you mean? Uh, exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into the, uh, his mother's womb and be born again. Jesus replied, The truth is that uh, no one can enter the kingdom of God without uh, being born of water and of spirit. Humans uh, can reproduce only human life, uh, but the spirit gives new life uh, from heaven. So don't be surprised. Uh, at me, at my statement that uh, you may be born again just as uh, you can hear the wind uh, but you can't tell where it is, uh, comes from or where it is going so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. What do you mean? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, uh, You are a respected Jewish teacher. And yet you don't understand uh, these things. I assure you, I am telling you uh, what we know and have uh, seen. And yet you still don't believe. Uh, but if uh, you don't even believe me when I am telling you about things that have happened here on earth, how are you? can you possibly believe if I tell you uh, what is going on in heaven? Uh, for only... I, the uh, Son of Man, have come to earth and will return to heaven again. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, so I, the Son of Man, must be lifted up on a pole, so that everyone who believes in me will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that Uh, Everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world uh, to condemn it, but to save it. There is no judgment awaiting those who trust him, but those who do not trust him have already been judged, for uh, they do not believe in the only son of God. Their judgment is based on this fact. The light uh, from heaven came into the world, but they uh, love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. They hate the light because they uh, want to sin in the darkness. They stay away from the light for fear their uh, sins will be exposed and they will be punished. But those who do what is right... Come into the light gladly, so everyone can see that they are doing what God wants. For me, it's it's funny reading this this version uh, sometimes because I want to put other words in uh, where uh, I know they are in other versions. Um, but it's a great version. Um, I wanna I wanna kind of talk through the story a little bit. And then uh, I want to bring up kind of two things that I saw in this story. Um, kind of a background, uh, uh, Jesus has just kind of come through the Passover, uh, and he's been doing a lot of miraculous signs uh, at the Passover, and people are starting to take notice and Nicodemus uh, is one of these people. And he's a spiritual leader at the time. He's a Pharisee. He's a teacher of the law. And he's fearful. Uh, it says he comes he comes to Jesus uh, by night. Uh, and he's doing this because he doesn't want others to know uh, what he's doing. And because of the signs, he believes that Jesus... Is from uh, God. And God is with him. And he comes to talk with uh, Jesus. And Jesus kind of dictates uh, the topic of conversation. And uh, Jesus dictates the uh, topic of conversation by a statement. Uh, You need to be born again. And no one can enter into the kingdom Unless he is born again. And this completely. Uh, completely stops. Uh, Nicodemus. Because Nicodemus is thinking physical. Uh, he, goes, he goes. How can grown man. Enter back into the womb of a woman. How can he be born again. He's thinking physical birth. And Jesus. Uh, intervenes. And he says. Yes. They need to be physically born, humans are physically born, but just as uh, humans are physically born, those that are spiritually born are are the spirit produces that in them and and he, he says it isn't an easy thing to explain it's sort of like explaining the wind uh, it blows. It comes, no one can see it. It blows one direction, blows the other direction. No one knows how, uh, can easily explain it. And, and Nicodemus still doesn't understand. He goes, how can this be? How can I be born again? And uh, Jesus kind of knocks him a little bit. He goes, you're a Pharisee. You're a teacher, you have the word, you're a teacher of the word. And uh, not only that, I have come to you and my people have come to you and they have told you what they have seen and heard and have experienced. And yet you still don't believe. And at this point, Jesus starts to explain how to be born again. At this point, he starts to explain how to have this life that he uh, in the kingdom. And this is where I would like to uh, kind of begin. Um, he he starts uh, talking about something uh, Nicodemus would understand. He starts talking about the Old Testament. Uh, uh, Nicodemus is a Pharisee, He's a teacher of the law. Uh, he knows he's had the Old Testament, so uh, Jesus starts talking there about uh, this new life and where it comes from. And he starts talking out about a very familiar story that would uh, would be uh, to Nicodemus in verse 13, "For I am the Son, of man, and I have come to Earth and will return to uh, the heaven again, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so I, the Son of Man, must be lifted up on a pole, so that everyone who believes in me will have eternal life and i 'm sure if you've been a christian any any length of time, you've read the following verses, John three sixteen, 16, uh, and that. But to read those and not come back uh, to the Old Testament story that he begins with talking about before that, you don't fully get the depth of what he's saying here. So we're going uh, to spend a little time in numbers. We're going to spend a little time in numbers, chapter 21 verses 1 through 10 it's page 167 so how do how do we have life how to be born again how to have life? In starting in verse one of chapter twenty-one, the Canaanite king of Abraham, who lived in Neveh. I'm going to butcher the names Neveh. Uh, heard that the Israelites were approaching on this road, so he attacked the Israelites, and took some of their uh, their prisoners. Then the people of Israel made a vow to the Lord, If you will help us conquer this people, uh, we will completely destroy all of their towns. And the Lord heard their request and gave them victory over the Canaanites. The Israelites completely destroyed them uh, and their towns. And the place was... Uh, has been called Homer ever since. So we start out with this relationship between the Israelites uh, and God, and they say, they say, if you uh, this nation has taken my people, if you uh, are on our side, Lord, we'll go and uh, pursue them. We'll destroy them. And the Lord grants them favor. He, does, he grants them success. He blesses them in this venture. In the very next breath, in the very next breath, then the people of Israel set out from the uh, Mount of Ora, uh, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around to the land of Edom, Uh, But the people grew impatient along the way. And they began to murmur against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt uh, to die here in the wilderness? They complained. "Uh, There is nothing to eat uh, here or nothing to drink. uh, And we uh, hate this wretched manna. God has blessed them. And very next breath, they... They look at their circumstances, and they're very unhappy. They are free people, but they're very unhappy. They have food to eat, but they're very unhappy. And they're complaining. And that is a very easy thing to do. It's a very easy thing to do to look at your circumstances and to look at them and be very unhappy and to complain about your wife. And those, those things, that type of situation seems very small to us. We complain all the time. But the... Lord didn't like it very much. Um, And he he sees it differently than they they saw it. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among them, and many of them were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray the Lord Uh, and... And the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. They realized that. uh, By looking at their own circumstances. And. Complaining. They realized how God viewed that. That that was sin. That that was sin. Because. Because. They, they weren't trusting in what he had for them. And they repented. Uh, because uh, they were dying. And again, just as the provision, just as the provision of the victory at the beginning of the chapter, God provides again. Then the Lord told uh, him, Make a replica uh, of the poison snake and attach it to the top of the pole. Those who are bitten uh, will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to the top of the pole. Whenever those who uh, were bitten looked at the uh, bronze snake, they recovered. Simple question. What did they have to do to be saved? I, I hear, look at the snake. They had, all they had to do is look at the snake, and they were saved. But someone else said they had to believe, and I think both of them were right. They had to believe that the, look, by looking at the snake that that was enough that god had provided that by looking at the snake god had provided a way for them to live they had to believe that they had to follow that simple instruction to look at the snake but their eyes had to be focused on the snake Th- that was the that was the uh issue with the israel uh nation the god uh, god would provide for them they would be thankful for god's pr- uh provision but then they s- failed to start to believe continue to believe and they wanted to return to something that they knew they wanted to return to egypt where At least they knew they would be fed. They would be cared for. They were slaves. But they wanted to return what they knew. They didn't want to continue to believe in God's provision. And they weren't happy uh, uh, where they were. And that was sin. They had to continue to believe. They had to continue, in this case, to look at the snake on the pole let's return back to uh, to uh, John page 1047 and isn't that isn't that easy to do when living life to be distracted by the things around us. To be distracted by life. And to take your eyes off of the thing that gives true life. That's easy to do. Uh, Experience it all the time. And he... In, this, in the story, he starts with that picture of snake. the snake. The snake in the Old Testament uh, to the Israel nation, when they sin, they look at the snake and they would have life. And in the same way, he says, the Son of Man must be lifted up. For... Uh, in eight, again in 14. And as Moses lifted up. Uh, the bronze snake. On the pole in the wilderness. So I. Uh, the son of man must be lifted up. Uh, on a pole. So that everyone who believes. In me. Uh, will have eternal life. For God. So loved the world that he gave his. One and only son. So that. Uh, everyone who believes in him will not uh, perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Therefore, there is no judgment awaiting uh, those who trust him. But those who do not trust uh, have already been judged for n- not believing that the o- in the only Son of God. So, in, in the Old Testament, they had to raise a snake up and look at it. And they had to believe by looking at it that they would be saved uh, from the snakes. In the same way, we who, uh, who are in sin need to look at Christ and believe that by trusting in his pavement we will be saved from our sin. And for for some of us we take that as as granite. We take that for for granted. We live we live kind of one foot in uh, the kingdom and one foot into darkness. We take that for granted, that sacrifice. But just like the snakes, there's always consequences for sin. Some of you that have known the Lord and are sitting here uh, even this morning are sick. You're spiritually sick. You're spiritually dying. You're weak. You're weary. And I know at, at different times you've cried out, Where are you, Lord? Let me give you an explanation of why you're crying out, is because you're looking everywhere but fixing your eyes on Christ. One one person was raised up on the pole, and you have to believe one thing, that his sacrifice is sufficient. His sacrifice, his death on the cross, is sufficient to cover your sin. In whether whether you've you're believing that for the first time today, or you've believed uh, that for years, and the thing is, is you continue have to look to him for that sacrifice for your sin. Verse eighteen. There is no judgment uh, awaiting uh, those who trust him. But those who do not trust uh, have already been judged for they have not believed in the only Son of God. Their judgment is based on this fact. The light uh, from heaven has come into the world, but they have loved darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. They hate the light because uh, they want to sin in darkness. They stay away from the light for fear their sins will be exposed. They will be uh, punished. But those who do what is right uh, come to the light gladly. So everyone can see uh, that they are doing what God wants. And what he wants is simply for you to look at Jesus on the pole and believe that he is sufficient. For me, I'm a, I'm a real simple guy. Black, black, white. If this happens, this happens. Uh, That's just how I've been brought up. And this is pretty clear instructions. Some of you are carrying sin and you don't believe that you'll ever be forgiven. Some of you uh, that know Christ are here and are still dabbling in sin. In these verses say very clearly that you have to look and believe that uh, Christ's sacrifice is sufficient. You have to look towards him. Uh, He talks a great deal in this chapter about new birth, new birth by the Spirit. And uh, to brush over that and not to bring that concept uh into this would be a mistake. Uh I want to read how Paul would would state the same the same concepts. Uh Romans chapter 8 uh page two four. Uh go one through four, and then i 'm going to skip down a little bit so how uh, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus for the power of the uh, life giving spirit has set uh, has freed us uh, through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses could not save us. Because of our sinful nature. But God put into effect a different plan to save us. He sent his own son in a human body like ours. Except that ours are sinful. God destroyed uh, sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Um he did did this so the requirement of the law would be fully accomplished for us uh, who no longer follow uh, the sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. So this int- kind of entry into the chapter says, by accepting Christ, we have the spirit and we are freed from the sinful nature, and we are freed to live in the power of the Spirit. It brings it back to uh, this new birth. New birth in the Spirit. And he goes on uh, to uh, talk about uh, identification with the Spirit. In verse 9, but you are no longer controlled by the sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God that lives in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them are not Christians at all. Since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, your spirit is alive because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And just as he raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. That is the new birth. That is, being, uh, that is the birth that is being talked about in First John that now the Spirit has come in and you are newly alive. But it only happens by identification with Christ. By believing in Him and what He has done is sufficient for uh, your sin. I, and maybe you guys are here uh, today. Maybe you've been Christians for years upon years. And maybe you, this is the first time you've ever heard this truth. You need to look to Christ. He is the only one that can cleanse you from your sin. He is the only one that has prepared real life for you. I'm convinced one of the reasons w- the church hurts so much is because their eyes are off of the one that provides and are on their circumstances. Turn back to Christ. some great testimonies uh, this, this morning about uh, from uh, Scott and from uh, Allison about times where their eyes were focused on so many things and when they turned their eyes back to the Lord uh, the joy came back and it, it's true we get wrapped up in our sin. We get weak, we get sick when our eyes are focused on our circumstances. But the Lord cleanses us when we turn our eyes to him and ask uh, for forgiveness. Um, other other uh, song that kind of uh, brings this idea to, tr- uh, to light. Um. Forgive the forgive the old English. Uh, look to the Lord on Calvary's tree. See how he suffered for thee and me. Hark while he lovingly calls to thee. Look and thou shalt live. Thou hast uh, thou a sin uh, burden soul to save. Life everlasting, wouldst thou have? Jesus himself a ransom gave. Look, and thou shall live. Look to the Savior who rose from the tomb. Come now to him while there is still room. Uh, His saving grace will dispel thy gloom. Look, and thou shall live. Jesus on high lives to intercede. He knows the weary sinner's need. Surely thy steps he will lead. Look, and thou shall live. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.